Thank you for joining me on another episode of Finding the God Spark. My name is Antonio. This episode is part four Alcoholism. True alcoholism began for me after arriving in Colorado for the first time. I would be working on a dude ranch. The trouble for me started when the ranch was holding a barn dance every week. I had a crush on one of the girls. I asked her for a dance. She said yes. I was immediately embarrassed at being so horrible of a dancer. The drummer of the band came down and tried to give me a lesson. This was unacceptable. I decided I must get lessons. There was a bar in the closest town, 20 miles away, called Schmiggity's. They held an event every week known as Two-Step Tuesday. I got a beer the first couple of times I went. I was still experiencing a lot of nervousness and anxiety and chose whiskey as my new weapon. I quickly became accustomed to having a whiskey bottle around the cabin regularly. It seemed the more I drank, the more relaxed I became on the dance floor. That would be great for my new dancing passion, but horrible for my liver's future. I ended up going to another town for a big barn dance they held once a month. There was a much different population there. Instead of mostly dudes at the bar and steamboat, there were 150 women, give or take and maybe 50 or 60 men. I didn't sit down much that evening. The women were grabbing me for dancing. I ran to the bathroom and just leaned against the wall sometimes for a breather. Towards the end of the night, something clicked in me. I started dancing backwards, and my spins and dips improved drastically in speed and efficiency. This again led to more drinking. I would start a practice known as pre-gaming on the next Two-Step Tuesday. I would consume two margaritas and half a bottle of whiskey before arriving at the bar. I also filled a flask with whiskey and would drink from the flask whenever I took a piss. I started using that flask at work as well. I would leave Colorado and work at a ranch for trial lawyers in Wyoming. My drinking actually slowed down a bit in the months of May and June. Maybe the new environment and lack of a regular dance spot was slowly removing the need to be drunk all the time. That break would change when the month of July came around. It would be the first three-week course of that season. For some reason, that group of students welcomed me into their tribe immediately. My alcoholism went into overdrive. The fact I was able to party with that crew until 1 to 3 in the morning and get up for work at 6 a.m. every day for three weeks is still beyond me. After their first week there, they all had a half day on Friday and Saturday off completely. I would go to the bar in town with them, show some of them how to dance, and drink insane amounts of liquor. Actually, whenever we were at the bar, I never had an empty glass in my hand. They were damn ninjas when it came to replacing drinks. 
One night at the bar, a girl recognized me from a place in Colorado. She wanted to dance all night. As the night went on, for the first time in my drinking career, I was having blackout moments. Apparently, muscle memory is an astounding thing. It was said I was a whirling dervish on the dance floor. I can only recall seeing the girl's face two times and being on the dance floor once. I had work the next day. Truly the worst hangover I've ever had. The heavy drinking continued through the season end in September. I would leave Wyoming at the end of the season and eventually wind up in a town called Creed over in Colorado. The town of Creed wouldn't help my alcoholism. Creed, Colorado is a town of alcoholics. It actually blows my mind how much I drank while living there. Here are some Creed, Colorado memories. Running home from a cookout with a bottle of whiskey in my hand and a cowboy hat on my head, the local sheriff pulled up next to me and said, Nice night, huh? I replied, Yes, sir. I'm just a running cowboy headed home. He just said, Okay, carry on. I got into a couple bar incidents, one of which had the soundbite, Antonio, you gotta stop hitting him in the face. I would really push my luck while in Creed. Soon I would put whiskey in my coffee and bring it to work. I reached the point of almost daring them to get me fired. I believed I was good enough at my job to not get fired. One night, after leaving a bar with three other friends, I was pulled over for speeding. I somehow found an expired insurance card and gave that to the officer. When the officer came back and asked if I had a current insurance card, I knew I would get pulled out of the car. Other police cars came to join in the fun, and I was asked to step out of the car. They said they just wanted to get me away from the others because they smelled of alcohol. Eventually, I was given the option of a breathalyzer or a field sobriety test. I chose the sobriety test. I looked at the officer giving the test as my uncle, and he must be defeated. I actually passed all the tests with ease. The officer asked if I would like to take a breathalyzer to see where I was at. I said, no thank you. Not at all curious where I'm at. He walked with me back to the car and thanked me for being the designated driver for my friends. I said, of course, somebody had to be. When I sat down, I realized something. I still had a half-empty flask of whiskey in my back pocket. I pulled it out and looked at it. One of my friends in the back seat said, Dude, that's effing gangster. The officers must have been very sure I was going to fail the test. I mean, I still had my cowboy hat on, and they didn't bother searching me. Second big close call involved an elk coming down a mountain, and body checked my car into a ditch. Thankfully, there was a car coming down the opposite side of the road and saw the whole incident. The officer was a very nice guy and didn't press any other issues. It could have gone bad. I had a open bottle of whiskey under the driver's side seat. The accident would have occurred whether I was sober or drunk, but still. 
Here's some more alcoholic fun. I used empty coffee cups in the car to puke into while driving. I convinced myself three shots of whiskey as a replacement for coffee in the morning was much better. Basically, I found every way to be drunk 24-7. I wasn't able to drink while sleeping, but I always woke up trashed, so it felt I was drunk 24-7. Although there were many moments along the way where I knew things were out of control, actual change would not occur until psychedelic use was introduced to me again. It would have been awesome to have a crazy involved story of the trip that caused me to quit. However, it was a very simple thing. I opened my eyes and looked right at the whiskey bottle and said, I'm done with you. And that was it. Well, to be honest, that was not it. You see, my dance moves required intoxication. At least I thought so. I drank two shots before dance night once a week. I would try microdosing LSD, and eventually it worked wonderfully. I've been completely sober from alcohol and all liquor for a little over two years now. Beautiful female sirens of the bar have tempted me by offering me drinks. I have stayed steadfast, however, and intend to keep standing my ground. I'm glad I was never abusive or fighting all the time while being a drinker. I never fully understand how I completely justified waking up, having shakes, drinking a couple shots, and thinking that was the regular life and how things should be. I feel much better since not drinking anymore. Lost weight, my workouts are better. I don't try to work out while being drunk. I think everything's better. Life's better without it. I realize this is many people's path in life. You really can't stop drinking unless you want to and see it as a problem yourself. So I'm not judgmental when I see people that drink. I just hope that they come around to uh, basically see that it's not all that it's cut up to be. There's other outlets that are much better. I realized also the whole time I was drinking, in a way I was trying to self-destruct yet again and kind of hoping for a suicide by drinking kind of result. Not sure why that was. I was doing pretty good in life at the time, but had those old memories of just wanting to, uh, just wanting to end it. I'm sure if that was something I experienced, many others are experiencing that as well. More testament that the drinking life isn't really worth anything. Leaves you in a dark hole, dark haze. Look at life as almost hopeless. Hope that everyone can get out of it eventually that is drinking heavy. That's the end of this episode. Thank you for joining me. Antonio, signing off for now.